when we are given gifts by the Spirit, that they are not just given for our benefit, but for the benefit of others. And when we use those, we are offering our bodies. This is my body given for you. These are my gifts given for you. This is my life, my time, my talent, my treasure given for you. You know, when I was a kid, my mom told me that I could be anyone that I wanted to be. But it turns out that identity theft is a crime. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 143 of the Man of Food for Thought podcast. That's a dad joke. That's how we start every episode. So if it's your first time, welcome. Hope that brought you joy. And also make sure you rate and review this podcast since it is your first time listening. It helps other people find it, as well as sharing this with your friends and family who you think could benefit. The best way you can do that is sharing us on social media and tagging us at Man of Food for Thought on Instagram. All of our other social media information and contact info as well as all of our other content can be found on our website, manafoodforthought, all spelled out, .com. And when you're there, you can click on the Patreon tab and become a sponsor, financial sponsor for this podcast for as little as $1 a month to help cover the cost of this podcast. And if you're a patron, patrons get perks and shout outs. Shout out to all of our patrons. Thank you so much for your support and for your prayers. Um, yeah, so good to be with you all. Uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas season. I think the Christmas season is technically, yeah, still happening when you hear this, maybe. I'm not looking at a liturgical calendar at the moment. But anyways, um, let's get into our joy junk in Jesus. My joy, um, I was on vacation for a little while and uh, got to spend Christmas at home. It was our first ever year being married, uh, spending Christmas at home. So that was really, really cool. Um, So we didn't have to pack up the kids and all their stuff and all their presents and all of that. Uh, We really got to just enjoy our time together. And we went up to the mountains for one day to see my family, but it was just a really nice time and not stressful uh, time for once. Uh, And also a joy is that my body's doing better. Thank you for all of you who were praying for me, my back and all of that. Um, Feeling great. In fact, uh, today at the gym, I accidentally, like unintentionally ran almost three and a half miles, which I think is the furthest I've ever run like in one go. Um, That's like a 5k you know, more than the 5k. So that was pretty, pretty awesome. So great start to the new year. Uh, My junk is that you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm recovering from a cold. We've been a little sick. Uh, Thankfully, I got it the worst in my house, which I'm always grateful for that the kids, if they have something that it just goes really quickly, I'd rather they don't get anything, but it helps their immune system. Um, So I think I was the one that was taken out the worst, but we're all on the up and up. I'm feeling great. I feel a lot better than I sound. And I'm not contagious or anything, so not that you can get it through a podcast. So don't worry. And lastly, my Jesus moment, um, apart from having all that rest and time to just be present and just enjoy, you know, stuff. By the way, I discovered cryptic crosswords. Um, I was given, I think by my wife, a uh, cryptic crossword puzzle book for Christmas. And uh, it's like a crossword puzzle, but every clue is a puzzle itself. And you have to solve the clue to get the answer. And then the answer is the answer to that. It's just, it's super cool. So I got to spend a lot of time doing those. But um, also my Jesus moment last night was that Bible study, which it often is. Um, and it was good to see so many people there. It was good to see so many young adults there. My goodness, there's a ton of young adults there. A lot of people visiting or in town or coming for the first time. But, um, I got, I was just not to toot my own horn, but I just, I was, I felt very affirmed and I was very thankful for that, that all in the, in the span of a few minutes last night, I had someone tell me I should write a book. 
Um, and then people compare me to uh, Scott Hahn, Mark Hart, and Matthew Kelly, all of whom are, you know, just incredible Catholic speakers, theologians, um, who've done so much for the church. So it was very humbling and very um, encouraging to me because there's been a lot on my mind and my heart on where the Lord is calling me. And I, I get very hesitant to do things that might be putting myself in the limelight in any way, whether it's just in the Catholic world or in the whole world, because I want to remain, you know, um, an instrument of God and not get in the way and not let my ego, you know, start to get puffed up or anything. And I think I'm pretty good at that now, but who knows, you know, (laughs) put in certain situations, how that could change. Um, so I don't know, pray for discernment in that area, because I definitely feel like the Lord has given me gifts to really teach and be, you know, um, a resource to people, but I want to do that in the right way. But it's just really great to be affirmed in that. So anyway, um, yeah, love to hear what your joy, junk, and Jesus are. I hope there's a lot of joy in your life praying for you in the midst of the junk, and I know that Jesus is meeting you there, and I hope you can see that as well. We're going to dive into the second reading for this upcoming Sunday. This upcoming Sunday is the uh, Feast of the Epiphany. So you'll hear the story of the uh, Magi visiting the uh, infant Jesus and his family in Bethlehem. But in the second reading, you're going to hear from Ephesians chapter 3. And it's, it's essentially verses 2 through 6, but a little bit in the middle is cut out. So I want to read for you the whole thing. It's pretty short. Um, and then I'll pull out a couple of phrases that I think are of benefit for us in our walk, our Christian walk, and trying to live out our Catholic faith. So this is what Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, which is in modern-day Turkey, um, dealing with how they are to be organized as church and to set aside the things of this world, especially earthly pleasures, immorality, to become a new creation in Christ. Those are both big themes in in Ephesians. So he says, brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, a few things here. Generally, this passage is about Paul trying to help the Ephesians learn how to organize themselves as church and recognizing that God has given certain gifts and he's revealed certain things in this moment in time, not just for the Jewish people, but now to expand to the world of the Gentiles. And this church is going to be multicultural, multi-ethnic, and with that comes different cultural, you know, difficulties and adjustments and tension. And so he's trying to help um, negotiate that for them and encourage them in trying to become this unified church uh, that is uh, quickly building, you know, in this first century after uh, Jesus has resurrected and ascended into heaven. But there's a few phrases here that that struck me in uh, differently, and that is that Paul is talking about grace that was given to me for your benefit. He says it was given to me for your benefit. He says that these revelations and things were given by the Spirit so that we could all become co-partners in the promise in Jesus in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So those phrases, given to me for your benefit, by the Spirit, co-partners in the promise of Christ in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And all of that <clears throat> makes me think, it makes me think primarily of the Eucharistic prayer and the, the phrase that Jesus uses at the Last Supper, where he says, this is my body given for you. 
given, and I see that, and given to me for your benefit, all through the Spirit to be co-partners. Like Jesus is inviting you and I today, this month, this year, into a partnership in the good news that when we are given gifts by the Spirit, that they are not just given for our benefit, but for the benefit of others. And when we use those, we are offering our bodies. This is my body given for you. These are my gifts given for you. This is my life, my time, my talent, my treasure given for you. And so the question that this poses, or a few questions this poses for me is, what do, what do I have that is for others? Or what do I have that can be for others? Because newsflash, everything that you have been given that is good is from God. And everything that you have been given is not meant to be just for you. Everything, even the most intimate things, even your marriage, if you're married, or your relationships, or your, your own relationship with God, your own habits, gifts, talents, they are meant to bless others, to be an example for others, to overflow into the lives of other people. So I think about this maybe in the context of New Year's resolutions. What New Year's resolutions did you make that are for someone else? I mean, did you make any New Year's resolutions that are for anyone but you? You know, we really focus this time of year on personal enrichment and goals. And it's, it beca- it's a very self-focused uh, kind of personal self-help emphasis when it comes to New Year's resolutions. And unfortunately, we approach Lent the same way often. But what if we approached the new year lent all these opportunities where we're invited to serve, to sacrifice, to use our gifts for the kingdom of God. What if we first asked, how is this for others? How is this for others? Because that really, you know, we're talking about by the spirit, these are given. That really is how to identify a charism of the Holy Spirit, a true gift of the Holy Spirit, and not just a natural talent. A true gift of the Holy Spirit is always served, is used for others. And it energizes you, yes, and it bears supernatural fruit. Whereas a natural talent, it can still tire you out. You can get burnt out doing it. It may may not always be used for others. You can use it for yourself or for your own attention. But like certain, you know, charisms, and I can't use teaching for myself. You know, I can't use evangelism for myself. I can't use prophecy for myself. Those are gifts that God has given me. I can't use discernment of spirits for myself. Those are gifts, charisms of the Holy Spirit God has given me for others. And they're all meant to be used in the context of teaching, catechizing, evangelizing, and spiritual direction. And those are the things I try and do. But none of it is for me. You know, I'm not gaining anything from it. I'm not earning money from it. I'm not earning or seeking to earn any accolades or attention or affirmation from it. It is all so that people will be pointed deeper into relationship with Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, there is a work of the kingdom that is meant to be done in you and through you. And only you have the unique combination of relationships, experience, talents, and charisms to bring others to the Lord in only a way that you can. And if you don't do it, no one else can step into that role as well as you can. These things, they come by the Holy Spirit. So have you let the Holy Spirit in? Yes, like we can ask, have you been baptized and confirmed? Have you even received the Holy Spirit in the first place? But at the same time, is that Holy Spirit active and invigorating your life and energizing it? Or is it lying dormant? How do you activate that Holy Spirit? How do you allow that Holy Spirit into all those closed doors of your life? How do you call on that power and have faith that God will act, that the Holy Spirit will show up and that it's not about you. It's not about the attention that you get, but it's about living that abundant life, that fruitful and supernatural life in the Spirit. You know, it makes me think of 
um, you know, driving a car. <clears throat> you know, you can have a car and you can be sit sit sitting in a car, but you have to turn on the car and you have to steer. And the spirit, in a sense, is the gas that propels you where you need to go. So you have the ability to make your own decisions, to be a co-partner with Christ, as the reading says in Ephesians, to be in the driver's seat. You know, we have that, you know, that song and that phrase, like, Jesus, take the wheel and drive. No, like, Jesus wants you at least to navigate, like, you know, but to be part of the journey. He would rather be in the passenger seat, you know, or navigating you like a GPS. And that's another analogy for the Holy Spirit, like directing your journey. He would rather be that gasoline propelling the car and you using the gifts that you've been given to steer and drive that car to the destination that he's leading you to. And yes, you may make a wrong turn, but he will let you know and he will say, make a U-turn, redirecting, recalculating, and he will continue to try and get you to that destination of sainthood, of heaven, of holiness. But you are still in charge of whether or not you want to drive there or whether or not you want to take your own route. And so if we haven't invited the Holy Spirit in, if we haven't filled up that gas tank, if we haven't turned on that GPS through prayer, through discernment, through inviting the Holy Spirit into our lives, then we are going to be lost. We are not going to have a sense of how God is calling us to use our gifts and give them for others. We're not going to have a sense of how God is calling us to be co-partners, co-workers in the vineyard. And so when you look at like your own personal goals, your own you know, like the to-do list you have of the day, the New Year's resolutions that you've made, the different commitments that you have, like look at all of it and just ask like, how can I change, add on or reassess what my focus needs to be? Like, do I need to, um, and, and how is it for others? So think about your prayer life. You know, our prayer life is good. It's essential, but our prayer life can still be just about us. We can just be bringing our petitions to the Lord. We can be griping uh, to the Lord in prayer because things aren't going well in our life. Or are we actively praying for and offering penance for others? I went through recently this really um, difficult but beautiful experience of, uh, you know, I have my prayer list, but I created, I think I mentioned this briefly, I created a penance list. And on that list is all the people that in my life I have perceived or remembered that I hurt, used, or manipulated in some way, or I, you know, led into sin or something like that. A lot of them before my, my life in ministry, but there are a lot of, you know, times in ministry too, where I, I did things the wrong way, or I hurt people with what I said, or how I was trying to help them, or whatever it might be. And uh, constantly, now, I can look at that list, and I can offer up different sufferings, different um, pain, my my effort, and my workout, like, you know, all, all the things that that are uh, strenuous, all the things that I offer to the Lord, uh, acts of service, I can offer all of that prayer to those people on those lists. Um, service is another thing. Is that part of your resolution? Are those part of your goals? How you are going to give back? How are you going to be of service to other people? One of my favorite acts of service to do, I don't get to do it often enough, but it's um, going up and cleaning, uh, going and cleaning forgotten graves. Because there's no one there to thank you. There's no one there to say, oh, great job that you did that. You know, there's no one there to see except the people who you are praying for as you are cleaning those graves. And so you can clean those gravestones, bring fresh flowers, pray for those who have died that they may come to know and experience the beatific vision of, of God in heaven uh, and let them, you know, complete their time in, in purgatory. Uh, or whatever it is, you know, um, are, are you actively doing something in service of others? 
and yeah, uh, other types of service face to face with people are good too. I'm not saying don't do service where you might get thanked. Like that's bound to happen because people are very gracious and, um, you know, thankful for people who want to give back. But is that even on your radar as a goal? Was it the first or, or even on the top five of list of the things you thought of when you were thinking about this year and the goals that you have, the resolutions, the things you'd like to do or see? Maybe it, it also involves discerning and using your gifts for the glory of God. You know, do you know what your charisms of the Holy Spirit are? Have you been to a spiritual director or gone through some kind of discernment process to be able to determine, like, what are the unique gifts God has given me and how can I be directed to places where I can use those in the church, in the community, in the world? How am I giving my time, my talent, and my treasure? You know, are you tithing? Are you giving of your uh, gifts? Are you giving of your time to be present? You're already going to Mass. There are tons of liturgical ministries you can get yourself involved in. Altar serving, greeting, ushering, being a music minister, uh, a lector, a Eucharistic minister, uh, all those things. And there may be more at your church that you can do. And then just thinking about, you know, having a well-rounded approach, a whole, what's the word, holistic approach to how you are trying to resolve to be a holier, happier, better individual. You know, a lot of times resolutions have to do with physical health, and that's important. But you are a body and a mind and a soul. And if you only invest in, in one or two of those and neglect the other or others, you will not ultimately succeed in that goal. You know, our mind, body, and soul are integrated. And they are also gifts given to us, not for ourselves but for others. Either as an offering in like direct relationship also in community or in conversation or in service or in sacrifice, we can offer, you know, the, the things we know in our mind. We can offer our physical presence. We can offer our physical effort to help others and serve them. We can offer spiritual guidance and prayer to others, even on, either on our own or in the context of a small group or in an encouraging conversation. All, everything that we are, everything that we've been given is a stewardship. We are being entrusted these things as stewards to give back. And so if we come to Jesus on our judgment day and our hands are full with all the things God has given us, he's going to ask, why didn't you give these away? I gave these to you so you would give them away. The best thing that we can do when we come to our judgment is to come with empty hands because we cannot take anything with us. We cannot earn our way into heaven. So there's nothing that belongs in our hands to try and convince Jesus to get us there. Only by his sacrifice on the cross do we even have a chance of salvation. And all the good things that we've been given, we should be A, detached from, but also B, seeking ways in which we can offer them for others, for their faith, for their benefit, for their healing, for their encouragement, whatever it is. And so I pray that this reading and this episode is an opportunity for you to look at your life, look at your resolutions, look at the things that God has given you, and simply ask, how is this for others? Even when bad things happen in your life, sufferings, pain, to ask, okay, God, what is this for? And who is this for? You know, imagine if every time you were experiencing an, an immense amount of pain, a bad diagnosis, an injury, a setback, whatever it is, instead of saying, why me? Why me? Asking God, all right, what is this for, Lord? And who is this for? And being able to intentionally offer it for the healing of the salvation or the conversion of somebody else, how empowering and beautiful that could be. That is part, a rich part of our Catholic tradition that I think goes underutilized by so many of us because we're so self-focused in our world. 
So how can we be a little focused, less focused on ourselves and a little more focused on the unique ways God is calling us to be co-partners with him and the promise of Christ Jesus in the gospel for the things that were given to us for the benefit of others in the spirit. That is all I have for you this week. Please pray for me as I continue to pray for you. And until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. God bless. Thank you.